I am once again asking the Tennessee Titans not to play Will Levis. And I'll explain why on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Titans fans. Today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Got a great show for you guys today. Number one, I'm asking again, please do not play Will Levis. We're going to talk about what Mike Rabel had to say about that, and I think it leans towards my direction. Also, Tank Watch continues. I'll update you on where the Titans' current draft pick is and what we should be looking for the next two weeks. And then finally, I got some things to get off my chest. We're going to talk about how the Titans are in one-score games all the time, talk about some wide receiver stuff, and also talk about position changes. So a lot to discuss before I get into it. Thank you for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Throw a thumbs up on the video as well. The show's always free. All I ask for in return is the press of a button. And shout out to my everydayers out there. Tuning in Monday through Friday. Tomorrow crossover Thursday. Game plan Friday. A lot of great stuff coming your guys' way. But with that being said, I am once again asking the Tennessee Titans not to play Will Levis. Let me know if you get the meme reference down below. But it's really simple, quite honestly. And... And it's evolved from the conversation last week. Obviously, it is the Titans need to lose. That's better for the team. I think obviously we saw that Ryan Tannehill helps the Titans losing effort from what we saw. And I think Tannehill will play better. I think he was obviously rusty, but still doesn't mean that it's enough to make the Titans win games or anything like that. And uh, with the Titans being eliminated from playoff contention, again, it makes all the sense in the world to protect Will Levis from himself, make sure that he has a healthy offseason, make sure that his long-term health and playing next year isn't at risk, keep him on the bench the rest of the season. Hopefully you lose, you keep your quarterback protected. Losing helps you get a better draft pick, which helps you keep your quarterback protected even more going into the future. There are obviously all of those reasons, okay? That's clear. But I get the pushback. He needs the reps. He needs the experience. He needs the opportunities. All of that. And I get that. And Mike Vrabel talked about that. Um, Here's what Mike Vrabel had to say uh, per TennesseeTitans.com. Quote, I think those uh, those are invaluable reps. I would anticipate a great road environment in Houston, playing on the road in a loud environment, being able to handle the operation, work the offense. I think that's something that is always critical. I want everyone that could play to possibly play. Okay. I get all that. But, again, at the same time, is that experience more important than his long-term health? I mean, the Titans offensive line gave up six sacks last week. So now Levis is going to come back in off an ankle injury that he had been dealing with most of the season. 
Levis had been dealing with this ankle sprain for longer than just what we saw in Houston. That was a re-aggravation and a, and a more serious aggravation. Okay? So you're going to bring him back out here for a third time off the getting injured behind this offensive line instead of just playing Tannehill and losing those games? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. But listen to this. Let me add this layer on for you. Okay? When asked, again, per TennesseeTitans.com, when asked about Will Levis playing against Seattle, Mike Vrabel said it wasn't very close. So all of that conversation last week, oh, it's just a rolled ankle. It's not that bad. He said he's good. He's It wasn't even close. He was so hurt that it wasn't even close. And again, we saw Levis. If you missed the video, you could go to Twitter and see it. We saw Levis last Friday at practice with a huge brace on his leg, literally from the middle of his thigh down to the middle of his calf. Huge brace with a bunch of tape. Wasn't just like a sleeve brace. It was a huge, I mean, again, it looked like a mummy. So clearly, he's more hurt than he wants people to think. Clearly, he's more hurt than some people want to accept. Also want to point out here that Mike Vrabel said, quote, I think he'll try and practice tomorrow, probably on a limited basis. He also said, but I think he's better. He's improved. He's been working harder to get back like everybody else. But look at that. He's going to try and practice tomorrow, probably limited though. And then later said it wasn't very close that he played against Seattle. So if he's got that kind of brace on his leg, he's still going to be limited on Wednesday, even if he does practice. And it wasn't very close for him to play against Seattle. Then why would it be close for him to play this week too? Like there are just so many things right now screaming. He's more hurt than people want to believe. There's no reason to play him. And last week I was worried. But honestly, from these comments and what I've seen here from Vrabel, I'm less worried now. And I'm starting to think that Vrabel is going to make the right decision here and not play Will Levis. I think what's happening right now is Mike Vrabel wanting to set the right example. Will Levis, if things go well, will be the leader of this team for a decade. You want the players in the locker room, the ones who will be around next year, to know that, hey, Will Levis is always going to give 100% to be out on the field. Will Levis is never going to, um, maybe I won't play because I'm injured and be selfish. He'll always put the team first. He'll always battle through everything. He's never going to stop doing whatever he can to get on the field. That's what you want the locker room to believe about your quarterback. And that's why it's so important that Mike Vrabel is sending the message that he's sending right now. But, 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 as long as, while that message is being sent, there's an adult conversation of, okay, we want to send the right message here, but we still can't do the crazy thing and put Levis out there like this. We can't do it, okay? So when they're putting Jeffrey Simmons on IR and Amani Hooker on IR, Jack Gibbons on IR and NWI on IR, and all these guys who thought they had a chance to work back and get back to the team, they're putting them all on IR. There's just no way that they're prioritizing the health of those veteran players far more than they're prioritizing Will Levis's. So I'm starting to, it was always my hope 
but I'm starting to actually believe that the Titans might do the right thing here and not play Will Levis. But I'm asking either way, please do not play Will Levis. It is not worth it. And it's better for this team and for Will Levis going forward for Tannehill or Malik, who I wish would play. Tannehill or Malik to play these last two weeks. All right. And the big reason is, more than anything, the Titans need to lose, and we need to update where the tank is at right now. A tank update. What pick do the Titans have? Who do they need to jump? Who are they playing? We're going to dive into all of that, and then at the end of the show, I got a Rollins rant for you on just some of the crazy Titans stuff that's been on my chest for a little while. So excited to dive into all of that on today's show. First, I want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the best place to buy tickets, period. Full stop. My favorite app to use. I purchased multiple tickets on Game Time. And let me just tell you about some of my favorite things. Number one, they have killer last minute deals, and they have deals on tickets all the way up into an hour after the event has started. Again, not only the best place to buy tickets, but certainly the best place to buy last-minute tickets. And if you're spontaneous like me, that's a perfect combination. But it's not just the killer last-minute deals. It's all-in prices. So you actually know what your tickets cost, and then you click a couple of buttons, and you have no idea, oh, why is this $100 more? No, not with game time. You get an accurate view from your seat, and they have a best price guarantee. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. All right, and it's not just sports, music, comedy, theater, anything near you, you can find it on Game Time. So make sure that you download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Once again, that's Locked On NFL. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L. Terms apply. Create an account. Redeem that code. Locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about Will Levis, Ryan Tannehill. I'm begging the Titans, do not play Will Levis. And some of the things Mike Vrabel said made me feel like they're going to be smart about this. But now it is time to update on the tank. Where is the tank at right now? We talked a little bit about that on Sunday night, Monday morning's episode. Want to dive into it now that we have all the results of the weekend because there were some important games to be played. But where we are right now, I'm going to get into Before I do, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Titans podcast. But the Titans currently hold the seventh pick In the draft, not quite high enough, not quite high enough, but they're on the right path. And I think the teams that won this weekend to get out of the Titans way, I think it was important that it was those teams and I'll dive into why, but again, the Titans currently have the seventh pick. They are five and 10. So what decides 
how high you go. Number one, it's your record. You have four losses versus a five, or you have four wins against a five-win team. Obviously, the four-win team is going to be higher. But when you have the same record, it comes down to your strength of schedule. And that is tough for the Titans because the Titans actually have a tough strength of schedule. So the idea is if you had a weaker schedule and you had the same amount of wins as a team who has a harder schedule, obviously you're the worst team because you played a weaker schedule and got the same amount of wins. So anyways, the Titans are seventh and they're tied with the Giants and the Chargers, but the Chargers uh, have the same strength of schedule, but because the Chargers lost to the Titans, I'm pretty sure that is why they get that tiebreaker. If it's all tied, I'm pretty sure it would be a coin flip um, per the NFL at the end of the day if strength of schedule was tied too, but just for the purposes right now. But the Giants have an easier strength of schedule, so they are ahead of the Titans at five. Now, I said I think these four teams, Carolina, which goes to Chicago, of course, Arizona, Washington, New England, I think those four teams are locked ahead of the Titans. I don't think that the Titans can jump those teams Not going to happen, okay? So it really comes down to, to me, the Giants and the Chargers. Can the Titans get ahead of one? Now, I have been saying that I think the Titans need to get into the top five to make sure they get one of Olaf Fashanu or Joe Alt. But I'm starting to think it might actually be the top six, and that's because of LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner. I think there's a great chance that if you look at the New York Giants, you look at the Washington Commanders, you look at the New England Patriots, Even the Chicago Bears, if they want to stay there, you look at a team like the Las Vegas Raiders, who could be interested. You could look at a team like the Atlanta Falcons. There are a lot of teams that are going to be considering a quarterback. And I think that means that all three of those quarterbacks go in the top five. And if that happens, you add in Marvin Harrison Jr., that's four players. That means the Titans can just be in the top six and not top five, and guarantee they're going to get one of Marvin Harrison Jr., one of the two offensive tackles. So, with that being said, let's look at the remaining schedules for the teams that I think matter the most here. And again, that's the Giants and the Chargers, because the Titans just need to get over them. Now, of course, the Titans at Houston this weekend. Sure hope that C.J. Stroud plays in that game and comes back. Then, after that, it's home against Jacksonville. Both Houston and Jacksonville are fighting for their playoff lives, okay? So they're going to be playing more hungry, more desperately than the Titans. And, of course, big part of this operation is the Titans losing these final two games and being 5-12. and 12. That would ultimately be great. But then we turn our attention to the Giants and the Chargers, and it's tough, guys. It is tough because the Giants play at home against the Rams. The Rams are playing great football right now. And then they're at home against Philadelphia to end the season. You look at the Chargers. They're at the Denver Broncos. Very tough to win in Denver, even if Denver is a beatable team. And then they play at Kansas City at the end of the season, or home for Kansas City at the end of the season. Now, my hope here is, this week against the Rams at home for the Giants and at Denver, neither of them, or Giants or Chargers, are going to be favored in the game. No doubt about it. They're Neither are going to be favored. But there's a better chance of them winning these games than it looks like with Philly and Kansas City the week after. So, hopefully, one of them can win. Looking at the Chargers against Denver, maybe they're able to pull that off. Maybe. Denver's not that great. So, and if LA just bombs it against the Giants, I don't see the Giants doing that. But what I do want to say is, their last two games of the year, Giants home for Philadelphia, 
Chargers, home for Kansas City. At least they're both at home. And Kansas City and Philly could be locked into their seed and therefore maybe rest some of their starters. We know that Jacksonville and Houston aren't going to be doing that. So maybe, maybe we get lucky and one of the Giants and the Chargers win this week in a game that is winnable. And then maybe we get lucky in the last week and one of them beats a team that is sewed up in their seat. So all we need is one more win. One more win from either of these teams in the final four games that they play. Just one more. And of course the Titans losing to secure one of the top offensive tackles. That's where I think we're at right now. And let me mention this. So like I said, I think it's a good thing that the Bears and the Jets won this week. Six and nine, six and nine. So they dropped down behind the Titans. That's great news, okay? That's great news. But why that is so great is the Jets and the Bears desperately, desperately need offensive line. Now, the Bears are going to get Carolina's pick, which is going to be the number one pick. But I think they probably trade back. And if they trade back with the Commanders, if they trade back with the Patriots, if they trade back with someone even further, like the Raiders or something like that, if if they don't want a quarterback and they do something like that, that's fine. I mean, that would be great. Like, if the Bears traded back with the Patriots or something like that and went to number four, they would probably take an offensive tackle. They probably would. But, Then you come to the Giants and the Chargers. Okay? And think, if somebody traded up, I mean, it's really crazy because if three quarterbacks go in the top four picks, it's just so great for the Titans. But you look at the Giants, they have Andrew Thomas at left tackle. They just took Evan Neal in the first round to play right tackle. Now he's probably going to be on the interior going forward, so they may take a right tackle, but are you going to take Olaf Fashano and Joe Olt and then move them to right tackle? That doesn't seem, to use three first-round picks in the last four years on offensive tackles, for the Giants, when they have two guys who are actually playing on the team, that seems crazy. And then the Chargers, they have Rashawn Slater at left tackle. Maybe, again, are you taking Olaf Fashanu and Joe Olt and putting them at right tackle? Is that really the right value? It's fair to ask those questions. Now, the Lions did do that with Penny Sewell, so maybe. But, I mean, the Chargers need weapons more than they need offensive line. And they need some defensive help. They're going to have a brand new coach who knows what they want. The Giants, again, the Giants need a wide receiver. The Giants need help on defense, too. The Giants need a quarterback. The Giants might be one of the teams to take a quarterback. So I think definitely if you pick two teams to drop below the Titans this weekend, the Bears and the Jets were absolutely slam dunks because there's much greater of a chance that the Patriots, or there's a much greater of a chance that the Giants and the Chargers pass on offensive tackle. So, in my opinion, everything that happened this weekend was good for the Titans. They need a little bit more to go their way as well. But with that being said, I'm going to cap off today's show with a little bit of a Rollins rant on a couple of topics that really have been grinding my gears. All right? Going to talk about that in a second. First, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. I love Prize Picks because you don't have to go against a thousand lineups from bots and sharps and blah blah blah. It's just you 
against the prize picks projections. That's it. All right. So here's how it works. Prize picks has a stat projection for every player. Here's some made up examples for you, but Derrick Henry, 70 rushing yards. Ryan Tannehill, one interception. Uh, Chega Conquo, three catches. All you do is pick two to six players and say whether they're going to do more or less than the projection. If you win, you can get up to 25 times your money this football season. And it's not just football. Price Picks has done something awesome this year where you can actually combine different sports. So you could do Travis Kelsey catches and LeBron James three-pointers, for example. I love Price Picks. I know that you will as well. Make sure you go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to Price Picks. Dot com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. Titans fans, let's cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about why the Titans should not play Will Levis. We updated on the tank, where the Titans are at, who they need to focus on, who they play going forward, what we got to hope for, all of that. Now, I'm going to do a Rollins rant. All right, I don't always do a Rollins rant, try to save my rants for other opportunities, but there are just a few conversations and a few things that I've been seeing a lot of within the Titans fan base that are driving me nuts. All right. They're literally driving me insane. Okay. So listen up, everybody. I got a lot to say here. All right. Before I get into it, thank you again for making Locked on Titans your first listen each and every day. It's your team every day here, Locked on Titans. But Locked on has also launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, literally 24-7. Locked on Sports Today, covering the top sports stories, all the national stuff, every league. Make sure that you go to Locked on Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Okay, so number one. I am sick and tired of seeing people say that the Titans are competitive and that the Titans could be 10-5, and five, and the Titans have lost seven one-score games. They're actually a good team, and a couple of things just didn't break their way, and they have overtime losses in their blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. It's blowing up. All of the games in the NFL are close. This is the parody-driven league. The NFL is awesome because all of the games are close. Over 54% of the games this year have been one-score games. Over half of the games in the NFL are one-score games. Like, I read an article in preparation for this because I I just had to check. The most likely margin of victory in the NFL over the last 20 years is three points. Three points. All right? So don't tell me, oh, they lost one-score games. They're actually better than they look. No! Most teams lose one-score games because most games in the NFL are one-score. Let me throw this at you. The Titans have lost seven, seven one-score games. The Panthers have lost six. The Chargers have lost six. The Patriots have lost six. The Commanders have lost six. Chargers, 
Patriots, Panthers, Commanders, one less, one score loss than the Titans. Are they better than they look? Are they competitive teams? If a Carolina Panthers fan came up to you and said, the Panthers have lost six one-score games, they're a couple plays away from being a 500 team, I think they're competitive. What would you say? That person will be booed off stage. The Titans are not a competitive team. Them having seven one-score losses isn't proof that they're competitive. It just proves that they're in the NFL. Like, it's just bugging me. Do not trick yourself. We watch the team every week, and we all go, man, this team is bad. And then as the week goes on, you want to feel more optimistic, so you trick yourself into thinking the team is better than it is. And I see people, this should be the Titans lineup next season. And it's like 75% of the players that are currently starting right now just moved in different positions, which that is... Rant number three. I'll get to that. Actually, let me do that now. So, see people out there. Here's my Titans projected lineup for next year. And it's got all kinds of stupid stuff. And then when you get pressed on it, you say, oh, I was joking. I was, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, look. Number one. Number one. The Titans aren't that good. The Titans are a bad team. So, we're not bringing back a bunch of players from next year. We don't want Nick Westbrook-Akine as wide receiver three and Traylon Burks as wide receiver two and, hey, we're just switching around stuff. Stop with the position changes. I don't mean to be rude, but if you're somebody who says to me, oh, Daniel Brunskill can move to center. Let's move Daniel Brunskill to center. Or if you're somebody that says to me, uh, let's move Caleb Farley to safety. All right, you guys are crazy, man. Okay, some people do change positions in the NFL sometimes and it works, okay? I'm not going to act like it never works. But acting like like Caleb Farley can't make it in the NFL as a cornerback. He's six foot two. He's long. He's athletic. He has the exact profile that you would want from a cornerback. If he can't make it as a cornerback, then he's never going to make it, okay? Like, it, it's that simple. It's that simple. And then, you see, move Daniel Brunskill to center. If you look at, Daniel Brunskill's, uh, like, actual snaps for his career. Center is the position that he's played the least, okay? I, I believe, if, if if I'm recalling off the top of my head, which I, I, I think, I think I have a decent idea here. I'm pretty sure Daniel Brunskill has played, like, 300 snaps in his entire career at center. Like, think about that. And you think that you're going to move him at 30 years old? He's he's going to be 30. You think at 30 years old, a position that he's played for 300 snaps his entire career? You, you think that you're just going to move him to center and, and you solve a problem? Like, I, I can't, I can't understand. I can't, I can't follow the logic. I'm thinking that you, it, it's like Madden to me. It's like you draft a guard. And they're not that good, so you switch positions to center and their overall goes up three points and now you're cool with using them. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's played 566 snaps at center. He's played 400 at tackle and he's played 3,000 at guard. He played center for 546 of those 566 snaps in 2020. That'll be 
three seasons ago. And, by the way, he had his worst pass blocking grade of his entire career, and he had a second worst grade overall of his entire career. So he's played center more than he's played tackle, but he's not any good at center, and he's not a center. So, like, I don't know. The position change thing, hey, just move, like, move NWI to tight end. It, it just doesn't work like that. It's just not that easy, okay? I mean, offensive tackles talk about how hard it is to go from left to right, and that's the same position. So people are too willy-nilly with that stuff. And then finally, the Brandon Ayuk thing. I just want a public service announcement. Brandon Ayuk is not a free agent. So you asked me, T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, which one, one of them is set to be a free agent, and they may get franchise tagged, but one of them is set to be a free agent. The other one is not. He's under contract. I mean, I get that he's on his fifth-year option, but now you're talking about making a trade. It's not like you could just pick one of them. That's not how it works. So just a few things I've seen a lot of online in the fan base. Wanted to get off my chest here. All right, Titans are 5-10. and 10. So, you know, just want to take the time to talk about some of these things. Hopefully, we can have more intelligent conversation about what to do with this team going forward. But with that being said, that is going to do it for me today, folks. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow for Crossover Thursday. That is going to do it. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans. <laughs>